You are listening to the Highland Ministry Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Highland Baptist Church, please visit our website at hbcmolino.com. Today's talk comes from Pastor Josh Helton. I get to follow all of that. Man, making it tough on me this morning. I appreciate that song. And Brother David, I appreciate uh, you asking them to come and and also uh, leading us in worship this morning. Uh, some of the, I leaned over and told Allie some of those songs took me back uh, to my grandmother's church, especially that second song. I could hear the harmony and the parts uh, that they always did so well at Pleasant View Baptist Church. Uh, and so some of that took me to where I grew up, took me home to some of that. So I appreciate that. Um, before we turn in our Bibles and, and look at our message for today, let me, let me take us to the Lord in prayer. Father, today, uh, Lord, we thank you for your presence in this place. Lord, we thank you for the worship through song that we've been able to have. And, and Lord, I don't want to distract from any of that. So, God, I'm asking you this morning to keep them in tune to you. Lord, to hide me behind the cross. Let, let the words be spoken from this platform be your words and not mine. And God, if that happens, we know that life change can come if you are heard. And so, Lord, I pray uh, that as we look at uh, this message today, forward by faith, God, that, that you would speak through me, uh, that your word would be clear, and God, that you would challenge us. Lord, draw us close to you through the reading of your word, and we'll give you the glory for it all. We pray all of this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. The, the title of this morning's message is, is Forward by Faith. That's our theme uh, for homecoming uh, this year. And, and we've got, uh, we're going to have several verses and stuff that we're going to kind of jump through. Uh, but we're going to start in Isaiah. Uh, the book of Isaiah chapter 46 is where we're going to start. So if you want to kind of go ahead and, and, and look at that, I, I'll be honest with you, I've been, been praying this week and God's taking me through lots of different routes and stuff. There's, there's a reason that you don't have uh, scripture in uh, the bulletin this morning, and that's because God was still shaping that all the way up until uh, this morning. And, and I was looking at this idea of homecoming, and I, I've seen this picture over here of this little white church in the pine trees, and I've uh, heard some stories about that. No doubt some of you may remember that. Some of y'all have seen the transitions of this campus uh, because this sanctuary here is just uh, a little over 30 years old itself. So some of y'all remember uh, what the church used to look like and, and all the different things that it has walked through over the years. And, and if you're not careful, you can get, you can get lost in, in what some of uh, Scripture talks about in remembering. Scripture talks a lot. The Bible talks a lot about remembering but also talks a lot about forgetting. Uh, and, and if you just comb through some of the stuff, uh, uh, some of the things that, that we might miss is that it's okay to remember, but it's also okay to forget some things. And, and as I was looking at this, where we were going to go this morning is, is I wanted us to be able to tie uh, the, those two things together. Uh, like I said, Scripture talks a lot about it. Scripture talks about, uh, and, and the word remember is seen uh, over 200 times in Scripture. Almost that many just in the Old Testament 
alone. And so we can get called up in, in those things, but there's also verses that tell us not to dwell in that past. And so I want us to kind of unpack uh, what it looks like for us to move forward by faith today. First point that I want to give you this morning is it's okay to remember the past. Today we get the honor and the privilege to celebrate 104 years of what God has done through Highland Baptist Church. Now, Highland Baptist Church has changed over the years. I understand that. I realize that. And I'm going to be honest with you. Highland Baptist Church is going to continue to change in the years to come because that's exactly what God wants us to do. We're going to continue to follow him, and we're going to continue to see him shape us into the church that he desires for us to be. But I do want us to understand that it's okay to remember the past. God talked about that to, to his people in, in the, the nation of Israel. He, he, he often told them to remember all the things that he had done in bringing them out of Egypt. So it must be okay to remember the past. He, he talked about all the works that he had done, how he had made promises and covenants with uh, their forefathers, with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And, and he, he kind of walked them through that. And so when you read the, the books of the law there, you'll see that word remember quite a few times. He talked to, even in the book of Joshua, he told them, he said, you got to remember what it is that all that I've done for you. And so, so God is really good with us remembering the things that he has done for us. He doesn't just do it with the nation of Israel and uh, their journey to the promised land. He does it, uh, you see that word remember in the book of Psalms as David cries out to God and he, he asks him to, to remember uh, the, the things and to remember his promises to him as king, even in those, those hard times that, that he walked through. Uh, we, we see him, uh, Jesus even told his disciples that they're going to remember the things that he spoke to them. Remembering is not a bad thing. For us to do. For us to remember the past is okay for us to do that. We also see in scriptures that, that we today are to remember Christ and, and, and the, the works that he did for us when we observe the Lord's Supper. Because we do that in remembrance of him. So remembering things is not the problem. Remembering things, is, it's okay for us to remember the past and look and celebrate where it is God has brought us from. Remembering is okay. Isaiah chapter 46 verse 9 says this. Remember the former things long past. For I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is no one like me. He tells us there in the book of Isaiah, he says, okay. He said, remember the former things long past because I'm God and there's no one like me. See, but the thing is, what, what we've got to be careful on, what it is we're remembering, is we've got to remember God's faithfulness. We remember the things that God does. But, but I know if we're honest as people, what we like to remember and what we often do remember are the things that, Maybe God didn't do. Maybe it's those things that, that hurt. Maybe it's those things that, that, that we struggle with. Maybe it's those things of, uh, of just that transition time. We remember things where we feel like we lost 
that church that, that was in that picture. Oftentimes change is hard for people. And so when we remember the past, we, we end up getting stuck there, but that's not what God wants us to do. He says, it's okay to remember the things of the past. It's because I'm God and there's no other one like me. He said, remember the things that I did at Highland. Celebrate the things that I have done in your life. It's okay to remember the past. But he doesn't want us to get stuck there. I ran across a, a, another uh, scripture in Lamentations. <laughs> Good luck finding that one quickly. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21. It's after Isaiah uh, and before Ezekiel, so uh, that may help you out there. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21 uh, says this. He said, this I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. See, we can remember things. We can look on the past because it will recall to our memory all the things that God has done. All the times of his faithfulness. All the times where he has shown up in the midst of, of hardships. All the times where, where we look and go, you know what, I didn't really care for what it is that we walked through there. But I saw that God was faithful. I remember that time that hurt. I remember those moments in the past that, that it was tough to, to walk through. But, but today I can look back and remember that my God was faithful. I can walk through those things and know that it's okay because God was still on the throne just is today see even in lamentations we find that reminder that I can recall things to my mind because some of those bring me hope some of those bring me hope it's okay to remember the past it's okay to celebrate the past it's okay for us to look and go look at how God has been faithful to his church for so long but if you look at all the times where he told people to remember the things that he had done, to remember the things of the past, if you look at all the times where he talked about his people remembering things, there's not a place in there where he says, now I want you to dwell on those things that you remember. It's okay to remember the past, but the problem is we often want to dwell there. And our second point this morning is that it is not okay to dwell in the past. It is okay for us to remember. It's okay for us to look back and celebrate all the things that he's done. But he says, I don't want you to live there. And this is where we often get confused because there are things that, that uh, there are moments in scripture where he says, hey, you know what? Forget those things. And oftentimes the things he tells us to forget is because those are the things that we're holding on to, not the faithfulness that he showed us over those years. Isaiah chapter 3, uh, chapter 43, sorry, uh, chapter 43, verses 18 and 19 uh, says this. It says, do not call to mind the former things. And you're like, well, Josh, you just said it was okay to remember those things, right? Isaiah 43, 18 says, do not call to mind the, more, the former things or ponder things 
of the past. Why? He says, behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. And so what he is talking about here is he's not contradicting himself. And that's oftentimes we look at this and go, okay, well, do you want us to remember or do you want us to forget? And I don't understand the balance there. We get caught up in that and God said, you said over in 46, it was okay to remember things of the past. But now in 43, you're saying, hey, don't do those things. Don't forget the things of the past. So which one is it, God? He said, you can remember the things of the past. He said, but you can't live there. He said, we can't live there. We can't dwell in those things of the past because he says, do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. He said, he's talking about this idea of us spending too much time there and not allowing him to do the new things that he wants to. He says, because behold, I will do something new. That may sound familiar because we, we talked about all things new just a, what seems like a few days ago in January. We talked about God's desire to make things new, to, to bring about a new work. See, the thing is, God, can, God has the ability to remember the past, but also to look towards the future. And that's often where we struggle is finding that balance of remembering the things of the past and being able to celebrate God's faithfulness and being able to look at all that he has done, but also to look and go, hey, the past was good, but I'm really excited about the future. I'm really excited about what he is that he's going to do next because I've seen him be so faithful. I've seen him do so many things, so I can only, I can only imagine what it is that he's about to do now. And that's where God wants us to be. He says it's okay to remember the past, but don't dwell in the past. Just a couple verses before this in in 16 and 17 there in Isaiah 43, God had reminded the Israelites of some of the things that he had done for them. He reminded them. He allowed them to remember his faithfulness. And he said, but but guess what, guys? We're not living off of old manna. He said, we're not not just going to live off of the things that I have done. He said, I want you to get excited about the things that I'm going to do looking forward in the life of my people. And I think the same holds true for us today, that God is excited about us celebrating what he has done. But he gets really excited when we look and go, hey, you know what? This is, it's a new day. God's about to do some incredible things moving forward. He said, remember the past. He said, but don't live there. Don't dwell in that past. Don't get stuck in that past. Don't ponder those things for too long. He doesn't want us to dwell on those. He wants us to be focused on where we're going, just as he wanted the Israelites. He said, I provided for you for a really long time. But if you remember those folks, didn't they complain about it in the wilderness? Through all those provisions, they're sitting there going, well, it was better in Egypt. Wish I could go back to being a slave because at least I had food on the table. I wasn't eating this bread that I had to pick up every morning. I wasn't worried about getting my water from a rock. I wasn't worried about all these different things. Yeah, the life was really, really hard. And we got beat. We got abused. We were, well, we were working night and day for somebody else's glory. But oftentimes they looked and said, yeah, but times were easier then, weren't they? Times were easier when we worked our hands to the bone. And God said, forget those things. 
He said, yeah, I've been faithful. I've walked you through that wilderness. He said, forget those things. Let's look forward to what it is that I'm going to do through you. He said, behold, I will do something new. He didn't want his people to live in the past. But honestly, that's kind of the story of Scripture, right? There's a lot of examples that we could look at. In Scripture, I'm going to give you just a few of them uh, for, for you to be able to highlight and go back and chew on uh, a little bit later. But there's a lot of different Scriptures we could look at that talk about this idea that we shouldn't dwell in the past. Because you look at the story of Joseph. Joseph's story was, was a, a hard one. I mean, he was, he was not the youngest of all the brothers, but he was one of the younger brothers. He had these crazy dreams, and his brothers threw him in a pit because there's, hey, we ain't serving you. We're not bowing down to you. I don't care what it is you do. So they sell him into slavery. He goes into slavery. He gets uh, picked by Potiphar, and then uh, and so he's serving there, and he works his way up in the ranks real quick. And then Potiphar's wife accuses him of trying to come on to her, and so now he's thrown into jail. And then he's uh, eventually delivered from jail as, as Pharaoh hears about this one who can interpret dreams. And and so he comes out of out of prison. He interprets Pharaoh's dreams, and and these things come forth and he leads all of that area was supplying them during a famine they had great great pro, uh, produce and stuff for, for seven years they had a, a great harvest for seven years he said but we got to store some of this up because he said we're going to have a famine for seven years after that and he goes through all of this, and he's leading a people that's not his, and he's doing stuff there, and God shows his favor on Joseph. And guess what? At some point in time, his brothers come, because now they're hungry in the land that they were living in. For many of us, we would look and go, you know what? I remember what you did to me. I remember how awful it was that you treated me. And he asked questions about his dad. He asked questions about his younger brother. He remembered the past. But he didn't let that past define him. Because look at what it says in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. And it says, As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result to preserve many people alive. He could have lived in the past. He could have looked and said, You guys don't deserve anything because of the way that you treated me. You don't deserve to be given food at this point in time. He could have stayed in that place, and he could have looked at him and said, Hey, I told you about that dream ever how many years ago that it was, and I knew that at some point in time, because of uh, the dream that God gave me, that you would come crawling to my feet, and you would bow before me just as you are now. But Joseph didn't live there. He knew the past. He knew what had happened but he didn't dwell there. He didn't dwell in the past. And he said, you know what? What you did, you meant for evil, but God meant it for good. And I've been able to save a lot of people because of God's faithfulness. And guess what? I'm going to provide for y'all. Matter of fact, y'all come on over and live close, closer to me so that I can continue to provide for you. Bring dad on over here. Bring, bring Benjamin over here. Bring, bring all of the family over here. And we're going to live right outside of Egypt. And we'll be together. So I'm going to continue to provide for you. Joseph had the opportunity, 
because of all the hurt that he had walked through, because of all the pain that he had had, because of everything with the circumstances, none of us would have batted an eye if we would have read that Joseph got back at his brothers in that passage. Because that's human nature. We would remember the past, and we struggle to get out of that. But Joseph looked, and he's, he's had a long time to think about that interaction. He may not have ever thought that it was going to come, but he saw them. And even though they didn't recognize him, he recognized them. And God had changed him through it all. He had seen God's faithfulness in those years. God had worked on his heart, and, and so his response was one of love. His response was one of those, hey, you guys, you know what? You meant that for evil, but God meant it for good. And, and our paths crossed again. And so I'm going to send you home with more than what you need. And then y'all come on back and stay just outside of Egypt. And we'll be, we'll be family for the rest of our days. What you meant for evil, God meant for good. We get caught up in those circumstances. We get caught up in those, those moments of life. And that's why it's really hard for us to remember the past and not dwell there. Because we look and go, the past hurt. Some of you have that. Some of you have that story outside of Highland. Some of you have that story here at Highland. Some of you have that story just in the circumstances of life. And some of y'all are sitting here today saying, Josh, I don't want to remember the past. Because there's a lot of pain there. There's a lot of hurt in those moments. There's a lot of things that, that I'm still struggling with. And then you're going to throw out a verse that, hey, what you meant for evil, God meant it for good. I'm still looking for that good. I'm still looking for those moments. And so I can't think about the past without dwelling there because it's just crippling. The past is, is it's so much to chew on that I can't get past that. I'll be honest with you. I don't know that you'll be able to do that on your own. But it is something that I believe that God can do in His timing. I do believe that God can allow you to look at those things and, and, and weed out the good and say, hey, hold on to this. Reminds me of a moment in the movie Frozen. Now you know I have a young daughter. The movie Frozen, where Anna gets struck by Elsa. And they take her to the trolls there. And the troll says, I've got to wipe out all this memory. She can't know that her sister has powers. I've got to wipe out all this memory. He said, but I'm going to leave the fun. See, God has that ability for us. He can look and say, hey, you know what? I can deal with the past. I'm big enough that I can handle those hurts, those pains. And I can, I can allow you to look back on, on all those years that I've given you so far. And he said, and, and I can change some of that narrative for you. I can help you rewrite some of those things that happen. And, and my prayer is that, that he allows you to, to be able to look at the past and go, hey, I'm just going to leave the good. I'm just going to allow you to see the good. I'm just going to allow you to, to, to be able to get over that hurt and just see the good that was done so that we can move forward and celebrate what it is that I'm going to do. But oftentimes we get stuck dwelling in that past. You look at the story of Job, it's a lot. 
It's a lot. You read Job chapter 1 and you're like, God, why would you even entertain Satan in your presence and then allow him to do something to one of yours? But God believed in Job. God knew what Job's reaction was going to be. God knew what type of faith Job had. So in chapter 1, Satan goes and tests Job. And he stays faithful. So there's another interaction after some time of Satan and God there in the presence of, uh, of, of God. There's another interaction. And he's like, have you checked out Job lately? He's still doing good. I told you he would. He said, yeah, but you wouldn't let me touch him. He said, that's fine. He said, I still believe in my servant. So he allowed Satan to continue to test Job to the point that Job's wife, which is one of the few things that, of his possessions that he had left, in Job chapter 2, verse 9, she's like, you just need to curse God and die. It had gotten so bad in the circumstances that his wife says, you know what, just let's get past all of this. You go ahead and curse God and let him take you out of this because this is miserable. We've lost our kids. We've lost all of the, our livestock. We've lost everything we've had. Our servants are gone. Everything has been stripped away from us. And now you've even got some physical pains. Things aren't right. Things aren't good. He said, you ought to just curse God and die. But Job says this in Job chapter 2, verse 10. He said, shall we indeed accept good from God and not accept adversity. Job looked and said, well, I can't just praise him in the good times. I can't just praise him when, when my life is good. I can't just look and go, hey, you know what, God? You, uh, I'm going to celebrate the past. I'm going to celebrate homecoming because everything has been roses. God, I'm, I'm going to tell of your faithfulness because my life is good right now. No, Job said, hey, it doesn't matter what my circumstances are. God is still God. He's still on his throne. He still reigns supreme. He is still the creator of all things. He said, so I'm still going to trust in him despite what's happening around me. When everybody else, and you continue into chapter 3, and you read his friends show up, and his friends weren't really any help to him either. Everybody's blaming Job for the things that are going on when it's Satan trying to test Job, and Job's just passing all the tests. He's just looking and going, God, what are you doing? He's asking questions to God because God's big enough to handle our questions. He's asking questions, and he's like, God, I don't know what it is you're doing, but you keep working, and it gets to the end of the book of Job, and... He said, Lord, I, I understand that you, you do things in mysterious ways. But you were faithful all along. There's 40 chapters of stuff that looks like it's not faithfulness. There's a lot of words there in black and white that don't look like faithfulness in Job's life. But Job understood that God was doing something even when he didn't understand what it was that he was doing. For many of us, we would look and, and maybe some of your story, you're like, you know what, Josh, the older I get, the more and more I feel like I walk through some of that Job stuff. But for many of us, we don't look at it as God is still faithful. We look at our circumstances and that's where we want to dwell. The problem with dwelling in the past is it keeps us from moving forward. Uh, you can look at the story of Lot's wife in Genesis chapter 19. 
We're, we're familiar with that story. Uh, Lot and his family are the only ones that are decent people in Sodom and Gomorrah. And so they're told to leave as the angels come in. And I tell you, if you read that story, every time I read it, it's just more and more disturbing with the interactions that are going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. It's an awful place. The angels of the Lord show up there and they, they get them out of town. And they tell them, hey, say, you just got to leave and don't look back. Don't look back because the, you, you have to leave all of this behind. Well, Lot's in the front and his wife's behind him. She looks back. She had to see what it was that she was leaving. See, the problem is not that she wanted to see what was going to happen to this awful town. The problem was she was struggling going forward to what God was calling her to do. She was struggling with the idea of change. She was struggling that she was having to leave her home to go somewhere else and start a new home and, and be okay with everything that she was leaving behind. But sometimes that's what God tells us to do is that sometimes we got to get to that place where we say, you know what, God, I'm going to trust you no matter what, and I'm not going to look back. Luke chapter 17, verses 32 and 33, Jesus mentions Lot's wife and not in a great way. Because in that very first verse, it says, remember Lot's wife? Whoever seeks to keep his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life will preserve it. He gave us a little bit of a glimpse of what was going on in Lot's wife's mind. She desired the things that she was told to leave behind. And it cost her everything. She turned into a pillar of salt. Because she couldn't deal with what she was having to leave behind. She, did, she wasn't ready to go. She wasn't ready for any kind of change. She wasn't ready for any of that. And so God said, hey, if you're going to look back, I can't use you moving forward. Another one of, uh, I've got some movie references for you this morning. One of my favorite movies growing up was Lion King. One of my favorite lines in The Lion King it's from Pumbaa. And he says, just as his buddy Timon says, you got to put your behind in the past. Now, what he meant to say was, you got to put your past behind you. But I like the way Pumbaa says it. He said, you got to put your behind in the past. And now we, we look at that, that funny illustration in that, but, but it's, it's so true for us today is that we've got to be willing if we want to see God allow another 104 years of Highland Baptist churches, we've got to be willing today to look and go, you know what, that's behind us. We've got to look at what it is he's going to do with the future. We can celebrate it. We can. We can look. We'll, we'll see pictures going down the hallways of old buildings and, and people who were here. And there's, there's photo albums and stuff that we've had that have been put together over the years. And there's some really classic pictures that I decided not to, to put up on the screen. You're welcome uh, this morning because some of y'all have changed. <laughs> some of y'all have changed. I love flipping through those old directories. I'm, I'm so grateful that, that former leadership has given us those because I'm like, oh, that looks different. Um, and in a good way, that's what we'll go with. Um, but we have, we, we've, we can look at those things, we can celebrate the things that we can't get stuck there. We can't get stuck in the past. We got to put the past behind us and move forward. 
Luke chapter 9, verse 62, says this. Luke 9, 62 here. Jesus is talking about discipleship, and he's talking about the struggle that people are going to have following him. And, and there's one that comes there in verse 61 and says, I will, I'll follow you, Lord, but first permit me to say goodbye to those at home. He said, let me deal with everything at home. There wasn't anything really going on. He says this in Luke chapter 9, verse 62. Jesus said to him, he said, no one after putting his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. He gives them a warning there, and he said, we can't, be honest with you, you ain't going to plow a straight line looking back, are you? For those of you that ever walked behind a mule or a horse or whatever it is you use, and you tried to plow a straight line, even if you're doing it with a tractor, guess what? If you look back long enough, that line's going to get crooked. That line's going to get a little, we're, we're not going to go in the direction that we're supposed to go because we're too busy looking back at where we've been. And Jesus said, he said, nobody that wants you put your hand on the plow. He didn't say that you can't ever look back. He said, but once you put your hand on the plow and work is starting to happen and, and you are committed to what it is that God has called us to do, once you put your hand on the plow, he said, we can't look back. He said, because then we're going to have crooked rows. He said, you're not going to follow me. It's not going to be straight. You're not going to be going where it is that I want you to go if you keep looking back. I'm all for celebrating the past, but we can't live there. We got to put the past behind us and say, okay, God, what do you have for us moving forward? The last thing that I want to be said during my tenure as, as pastor here at Highland Baptist Church is that, that we struggled to go anywhere because we were stuck in the past. That doesn't mean that everything has to change. That doesn't mean that we throw away the old pictures and that we, we can't celebrate the things that God has done. It doesn't mean that we can't have a homecoming Sunday and, and, and invite everybody back that, that has called Highland home over the many years. It doesn't mean that we have to do away with all of that. But at some point in time, we got to be willing to look and go, Okay, God, we've seen where you've brought us from. Where do you want us to go? Where do you want us to be? Where is it that you want us to reach? How far do we need to cast our net now, today, in the present? So that people in the future can look back and go, we saw God's faithfulness all along. We saw God's faithfulness through not just the, the generations up into 2023, but we saw God's faithfulness there even after the church reached that 100-year mark on into the 125 years, 150 years. We don't ever want it to look and go, well, that's where the history of the church stopped. October 1st, 2023. That was it. They celebrated some, some stuff, and then they never changed after that. They never moved forward. They never did anything for God's glory moving forward. It's okay to remember the past. It's not okay to dwell in the past. We have to move forward by faith. We have to move forward by faith. Our, our last scripture for, for today, Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. And it says this. This is Paul writing to the, the church there at Philippi. And, and you're probably familiar with some of this. It's going to sound familiar. Um, 
to, to many of you. Uh, you could even go back into to verse 12, and he's talking about the fact that he said, I haven't arrived. He said, don't, don't misunderstand me. He said, I haven't arrived yet. And then he says this in Philippians 3, 13. It says, brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I believe that's exactly what God desires for each and every church, not just Highland Baptist Church, that God says, hey, you know what? Celebrate what it is that I've done. That's great. That's wonderful. Guess what? You can see my faithfulness then. If you'll follow me, you'll see my faithfulness moving forward. But Paul, for his, for his all intents and purposes here, he said, you know what I have to do? One thing that I do is that I got to forget what lies behind. He said, I got to put the past behind me. And he said, I'm going to keep reaching forward to what lies ahead. Because guess what, church? There are great days ahead for Highland Baptist Church. That is a message that Brother Mike gave y'all in the interim process last year. And it's a message that I'm going to continue to give you. Because if we are faithful to God, if we will listen to Him, if we will follow Him, if we'll be obedient to what it is that God is calling us to do, guess what? Highland Baptist Church has great days ahead of it. Is it another hundred years? I have no idea. I don't know when Jesus is coming back. But if Jesus is not back for another hundred years, I pray that Highland Baptist Church continues to move forward by faith and follow him for those hundred years. So that when 200 years rolls around for this church, they can celebrate all the things they've done, but look forward to the next hundred years. Today we celebrate some of the past and some of y'all are going to see, see some pictures. You're going to have conversations today that are going to remind you of a lot of things that you've seen God do. Some of you have seen it over the past 10 years. Some of you 20, 30, 40, 50, and I'm going to stop there just so I don't get in trouble. Some of y'all have seen God's faithfulness here at Highland for a really, really long time. And some of these pictures are going to remind you of the things that you've seen God do. Some of them go, I, I even forgot about that. Some of those things are going to spark some fond memories. Some of them may bring up some painful memories. But today, we're going to celebrate those memories. We're going to celebrate what it is that God's done. But guess what? God's not done yet. So today we're also going to move forward by faith to what it is that God is calling us to. To what it is that he has for the rest of 2023. What he's got for us in 2024 and all the years after that until he says, you know what? I'm coming to get my kids and we're going to go home. Today we celebrate homecoming at Highland. One day we'll celebrate, just as David said, we'll get to celebrate our true homecoming for all eternity, when we get to spend that with our risen Savior, our Lord in heaven. But that time's not today. That time is not right now. We're still here. And he says, I still got work for you to do. So we can't get trapped in the past. We got to continue to look at what lies ahead of us. Today, we celebrate the past while also looking forward by faith and anticipation of what it is that God's going to do. 
We celebrate what he's already done. But honestly, church, I'm excited about what it is he's going to do. God's got big plans for each and every one of you that's here, for those of you that are watching online, for those of, of you that couldn't be here with us today. God has plans for his people. If you're still breathing, guess what? He's not done with you yet. If you've still got that breath in your lungs, if you've still got the, the ability to, to take it to him in prayer, then he's not done with you yet. He's got something for you. And I'm excited to see what that is. Great days lie ahead for this church. Why? Because we're going to do our best to be faithful to him. And we're going to give him the glory along the way. This church will not exist because of me. To be honest with you, the church isn't going to exist because of you either. That may be tough for some of you to hear this morning because you're saying, Josh, I've invested decades of my life in this place. This church only exists to bring God glory. That is it. And when we stop doing that, guess what? Something's going to happen and we won't be able to find the keys to this place. It'll be as if the locks were changed and, and God's not going to allow us to continue to meet if we're not going to give him the glory for what it is that he wants to do. We've got to follow him. That decision starts today. For some of you, you're, you're sitting there and you're going, Josh, I don't even know what that looks like to follow him because I don't even have a relationship with him. I heard that music man say something about that, talk about heaven and being able to talk about my name being written in some book. Maybe today is the day of salvation for you. And you, you may not be able to explain it. You may not understand it. But there's something going on in your life right now that, that you just feel drawn to make a decision today. And if you've never made the decision to follow the Lord, I, I would bet that that's the decision that he wants you to start with today. So in here in just a few moments, this altar is going to be open for you to make that decision. But I know many of your stories, and you've already made that decision. You've already decided to follow him. Maybe he's saying that I want you to be here more than just homecoming Sunday. Maybe he's saying I, I, I want you to call Highland your home. And so today is for you uh, to come forward and make that decision to follow the, the leading of the spirit to make Highland your home church. Maybe it's to follow him in believer's baptism. Maybe it's just to, to come and say, hey, you know what, I just... I just need to make the decision to be more faithful to him. I don't know what your decision is today, but this altar is open for each and every one of those decisions. I'll be up here. Brad will make his way up here. There will be people to pray with you if you need it. The only thing that I want from you today is for you to be found obedient to God. I don't record the numbers at the altar each and every week. Those don't matter to me. I preach what it is that God lays on my heart, and I pray that I get out of the way enough that you hear something from Him. And then my prayer is that you will take whatever it is He's speaking to you, and you'll be obedient to whatever it is He's asking for you to do today. I have no control over that. I can't make you obey Him. I can't make you make a decision. But I'm begging you this morning, if he's asking you to make a decision, please do that today. 
if he's asking you to, to whether that decision's to follow him, whether that decision's just to come and lay it out at the altar because you know what? The past does hurt and it is painful and you're struggling to, you're, you're still living in that past because you can't get over it. He wants to hear about that. You don't have to share that with anybody else, but he's, he's saying, I'm asking you to come and lay that at my feet. Take my yoke upon you. Carry my burden and let me carry yours. He said, because mine's easy. Mine is light. He said, that's not your weight that you have to carry this morning. He said, come lay it at the altar and I'll carry it for you. This morning, all that I'm asking is that you'd be obedient to whatever it is he's laid on your heart. And what I can promise you is if you will be obedient to him, we will give him the glory because he alone is worthy. I don't know what it is you're dealing with this morning, but I trust and I pray that God is continuing to speak. And when I get done praying for all of us this morning, it'll be the time for us to sing a hymn of invitation. And that will be the time for us to come forward and lay it at his feet. Let me pray for us. Father, we come to you today asking you to continue to move. Lord, I know that as people, it's really hard for us not to dwell in the past. It's really hard for us to, to move forward and, and to look at what it is that you want us to do moving forward. God, I know that there are people in this room that are tired because they've been carrying a weight for far too long. Lord, I know that there's a really good chance that there are people in this room that don't have a relationship with you. And God, I know that Satan is doing his best to fight that urge to walk down to this altar because it, it seems scary to be in front of all these people. It seems uh, nerve-wracking to, to, to step out in an aisle. And maybe they're in the middle of the aisle and they're like, I don't want to have to ask people to move. But God, I'm asking that everybody in this room would be so sensitive to the Spirit that, God, we would look and we would know that, hey, our neighbor is struggling. So maybe I can just ask to take their hand to the altar. Lord, maybe I can be that vessel that gives them that extra boost of courage today to follow you in obedience. Lord, I don't know how it is that you're moving this morning. I just know that you are. And so, Lord, now's the time for us to be obedient to you. So, God, whatever it takes, get us out of our comfort zones. Get us out of those places in the aisle and draw us to you here at your altar so that we can do business with you. And God, we promise that anything that you do in this place, we will give you the glory for it all because you alone are worthy. We pray all of this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to the Highland Ministry Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you receive your podcast content. Thank you for joining us and have a great day.